Welcome to the Wealth and Overdrive podcast, where we deliver you real life and proven financial strategies to help clear the fog you've been misled to believe about your retirement, investing, and personal finances from traditional financial planning. So if you're ready to grow real wealth with less risk, fewer taxes, and no fear of Wall Street, here's your host, nationwide speaker, elite consultant, and author, Phil Bodine and Son Harry. Hey everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Wealth and Overdrive podcast brought to you today with your host Phil Bodine and myself Harry Luca. Um, I'm really excited to get into today's topic. One, because it is probably one of the most, let's see, um, focused traditional planning strategies out there that nearly most people have at least done once in their life or employed. But from our standpoint, one of the most misconceived at the same time. This is going to be the topic of the 401k and is it a good investment? It's definitely the height of the mindset when it comes to traditional financial planning. But I think with some of the slides that you're going to see today that Phil's going to take us through, um, the 401k has its place, but there's a reason why it's one of the most touted products from in the form of a government-sponsored plan and the traditional you know, financial institutions as well. Phil, welcome to the podcast. And today, I'd like if you take it over from here with a couple of slides and get to rolling. Great. Thanks, Harry. Good morning, everyone. Uh, let's go ahead and just share my screen and uh, we'll get this rolling. But uh, would you say this is one of your favorite topics when it comes to the 401k? Uh, people? I think it is. <laughs> now, how did that happen? That looks good. <laughs> Do you want to talk to that real quick? No. <laughs> Save the best till last. Yeah, let's let's start with this. Okay. Um, when it comes to four hundred one ks or what we call government sponsored plans, and those of you listening in, uh, when I say the word government sponsored plan, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Well, what comes to mind in my my mind is any type of plan or investment that you're depositing monies into on a pre-tax basis. That would be something like an IRA, a 401k. If you work for a non-for-profit organization, that would be a 403b, a 457 plan. There, there's many, there's multiple types of government sponsored plans, but let's narrow it down to this. Anything that you're depositing monies into on a pre-tax basis. So let's start with this question. Do you believe that future tax rates are going to be higher or lower in the future? And I propose that question almost daily to clients and unanimously, it's always higher. In fact, let me challenge you with this one question. If you believe that tax rates are going to be higher, why would you defer the tax on your money? If you know that future tax rates are going to be higher, which they will be, in fact, let's, let's look back. What is the IRS's job in general? 
IRS's job is this, collect revenue. <laughs> and they want to collect it from you. And so question in my mind is, if you're going to defer the tax, what do you believe the tax rate will be in the future? Well, if we look back at history, and Harry, I think you can, and our audience can see this slide of the history of our tax code, uh, we can see that today we are at one of the lowest tax brackets that we've been at in history. In fact, in the 50s and 60s, we were at 70 and even 90 percent tax rates. In fact, Ronald Reagan wrote in his autobiography, I learned to hate taxes when I would make a million dollars in the movie industry and I gave up 94% of my income to the Internal Revenue Service. That is not a good partner to have when it comes to uh, preserving your income and preserving your wealth. So question would be, if we all believe that future tax rates are going to be higher, why would we defer money in a lower bracket that we're at today versus with the opportunity (laughs) to withdraw the money and pay a higher tax rate? Um, For instance, would you rather pay deposit monies into a 401k or a government-sponsored plan when tax rates are high or when they're low? And my answer to that would be, obviously, when tax rates are much higher. Uh, Then the other deception would be, well, I believe I'm going to be in a lower tax rate when I retire. If you're in a lower tax rate at retirement, That just means you didn't plan for retirement. Or why don't today, if you believe a lower tax rate means your income is going to be a lot less. Well, if you believe your income is going to be a lot less, why don't you just cut your paycheck in half today and try to live on that? I I think the American public is deceived when it comes to the mindset that they have when it comes to money and or deferring taxes. So the hardest part of our job, Harry, as advisors or wealth coaches is this. We don't know what the rules of the game are going to be based on future outcomes. But let me challenge you with this question. Why would you want to deposit your money into anything that you cannot adapt to change? If I deposit my money into something that is regulated, for the most part, by the government, and my money is now locked, it is now in jail, and you don't have a choice to get it out, why would I want to deposit my money there? And then for those who are in the audience, your, your mindset, let's get out of debt, get out of debt, get out of debt. Remember the deposit that you make to these plans. You owed the tax the day you made the deposit. 
And so I, I want to go into, let's, let's look deeper underneath the hood and let's see how these things work and hopefully change your mindset as we go and educate you a little bit better. So let's look at this scenario. You deposit $10,000 a year into this government-sponsored plan. And let's just assume that you earn a 7.5% return on that money. Well, here's the miracle of compound interest. If you deposit $10,000 a year, 7.5% rate of return over a 30-year period, you would have $1.2 million. That looks great. Absolutely incredible. However, I'm going to challenge the audience by asking this question. What else is compounding at the same rate as your money within the plan? You guessed it. It's your deferred tax liability. So not only is your money compounding, but so is your deferred tax liability or your debt to the government as your money compounds. And I would ask this question, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? And for those of you that are taking notes during this, I want to challenge you with this. A deferred tax is nothing more than a compound tax at an uncertain rate in the future. We don't know what that rate's going to be. So let me challenge you with this scenario. If you're going in to sign for a mortgage at the mortgage company, what are the two most important things or terms on that contract you need to know before you sign on the dotted line. Two most important things are this, the terms of the contract and the interest rate. When you deposit monies into a government-sponsored plans, you don't know the terms or the rate you're going to be taxed on in the future. So in other words, the government with a stroke of a pen can increase your tax liability with the stroke of a pen. And again, a deferred tax is nothing more than a compound tax at an uncertain rate in the future. And so this debt is owed there, there are many people that I represent, they retire with no debt. And then they've got two to $3 million in a retirement plan. I'm like, you're still in debt. You still have a debt that is owed the Internal Revenue Service. So let's look at this. The majority of people that shovel their money into these government-sponsored plans, they do so because of the so-called tax savings. And I, and I think there's deception there. And what I mean by deception is this. When you're deceived, you think that wrong is right. So let's really look internally within 
these government sponsored plans and let's just see what type of savings you're actually getting. So let's use this scenario. You're only depositing $4,000 a year for 30 years, $120,000 of your money is going into the plan. And let's say you're at a 34% tax bracket. There's your tax savings on that deposit, $1,360 over 30 years. That equates to about, let's just round it up to 50,000 in tax savings. Well, if your money defers at 10% over 30 years, there's that miracle of compound interest. We only deposited $120,000 of your money over time. It grew to $720,000. During the withdrawal phase of the plan, let's just assume you did retire in a lower tax bracket. You planned for failure. You planned to be in a lower tax rate. You deferred the money at a 34. You took the deduction and then you retired at a 25% tax bracket. Over the li- over your lifetime, you saved 50,000 in tax savings, but you paid 540,000 in taxes. There is no tax savings. In fact, you're forever taxed on that money. And so people blindly shovel their monies into these government-sponsored plans with no exit strategy. And then obviously the other argument, but Phil, I get a match. I, I get a match on my deposit. I put in a dollar. My employer matches the dollar. Keep in mind, your employer is getting a tax deduction on the dollar they put in the plan. Essentially, all that dollar, that match that they put into the plan, if we could earmark those dollars on the employer match, that basically is going to pay your tax obligation when you take the money out. So there really is no tax savings. And again, I'm going to repeat this. A deferred tax is nothing more than a compound tax at an uncertain rate in the future. So my question to people is always this, when would you like to pay taxes? And I love to use the farmer's example of seed time and harvest. When would you like to pay taxes? On the seed going in the ground, the little bit of money? Or would you rather pay the tax on the harvest as it grows? Now, Harry, I don't think I've met anyone in over 30 years that said, you know what? I think we want to pay taxes on the harvest. I think they know better but they just don't know how. Um, And when you don't know what to do, (laughs) if you don't know what to do with your money, you you don't do anything and you just do what the common public is doing. You, You just follow the herd. You follow the crowd. Phil, everyone at my company's participating in this 401k. I think I should too. And because they don't know any better, they're participating in something that they really don't know. They really haven't studied it. They really haven't. uh, They really don't know the future outcome. 
And so I, I hope this is giving you more information than what you're used to. And, and I would love to use this example. Um, my wife hates this example, but I couldn't think of a clearer picture than this. Um, they blindly deposit monies into a 401k, really no strategy, no exit strategy as to how to get the money out. They're, they're going to be forever taxed as that money grows versus never taxed. Which would you rather have, forever taxed or never taxed? Oh my, oh my gosh, Phil, you mean I can deposit money someplace else to where I'll never be taxed? Absolutely. There, there are other strategies that we believe is better than these government-sponsored plans. And I think the word picture pretty much explains itself. You know, we, we blindly deposit monies into these plans, and as the tree grows, you pretty much hang yourself in the meantime. In fact, I, I wish I could take my 70 and 80-year-old clients that blindly deposited monies into these plans, and they're like, Phil, this, this is the worst thing we ever did. Why? Because now they must distribute the money and they must pay the tax on it. If they don't pay the tax, guess who gets to pay the tax on it? Their, their heirs, their beneficiary, their children, their grandchildren. Uh, it's called IRD, income to the respect of the decedent. And so it's very hard to avoid the tax in the future. And so, Harry, I'm going to let you end on, on this subject by offering our promotion with our brochure that, hey, we've got educational material for you. All you have to do is ask. Yeah. And on that point, if anyone wants that, Phil, if you want to hold that up again real quick, for those sure. who are actually watching on the video, so this is what we class as our 401k. Is it a good investment? We're really going to hit hard on some of the slides that you saw here today and some of the concepts with some additional content as well. A lot of it actually harping on the original creator of the 401k and what he's doing today and what he potentially may have regretted even creating. Um, but it all really just comes down to education. The banks love to teach you how to get into the games, but they never teach you the true rules. So when it comes to things like this, everyone's educated on focusing in this area right here and not knowing that you can reach out and find new strategies, new tax advantages and different you know, ways of creating wealth and giving yourself a more purposeful retirement that you get to be in control of. So if you want to get your hands on that brochure, it is at philbodine.com forward slash 401k. It's a free download. It's a simple exchange for email. You will not be blown up with additional emails after the fact. This literally just gets sent to you in a quick email after that. You can download it immediately, read through. If you have any questions, if you want to learn more, if you want to see more strategies and kind of see where you are at today and what you potentially could do better, just reach out to us through the website. Um, you can email us both, you know, Phil or Harry um, at VidoFinancial.com. We'd be more than happy to get back to you as well. Phil, is there any closing remarks or anything before we wrap it up? Yeah, I, I don't want to be the doom and gloom guy. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's just that over all these years, over 30 years, I've just seen people blindly shovel money into these plans. And, and it's you have to know the good, the bad, the ugly. We're not saying that they're bad. We just believe that there are better alternatives. And so we have 
401k rescue strategies. And, and so there is hope. <laughs> Trust me, there is hope. But let me just uh, end on saying this, another challenging question. Would, would you be, would you want to participate in a plan that's forever taxed or never taxed? And even the combination of those two together, there are rescue strategies to put you in a better position and a better cash flow position for retirement. So Harry, I'll end on that. That's all we need, man. Again, guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, please reach out, um, share on social media, like, comment, join us, subscribe. At the same time, the biggest thank you we can ever receive is if you share this with friends or family. If we provided any value to you today, then we'd love to be able to share that same value with any friends and families and colleagues uh, that you feel would really enjoy and benefit from this information as well. On that note, again, philbodine.com forward slash 401k, and we'll catch you in the next episode. This has been another episode of the Wealth and Overdrive podcast. For more information about taking your money into your control, visit www.philbodine.com slash 401k. Also, it would mean the world to us if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with people you know and love.